the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. And yesterday, we should start with yesterday, right? Um, we had a lot of monetary policy movement. And it looks like the stock market's going to have a bad, you know, day based on kind of a digestion of like, what did the Federal Reserve and what say and what does it mean? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, so Janet Yellen came out yesterday and had a little bit of a conversation. Uh, after she raised interest rates, and people are kind of parsing that information at this point in time. Um, so the market's opening not in a great place. Yesterday, there was some optimism over Fed Chair Yellen's upbeat view of economic matters. It apparently dissipated uh, within, I guess, you know, 16 hours or so, right? Um so buyers have backed off a little bit as they have as they have a pretty big political headline to deal with. Specifically, the Washington Post is reporting that Special Counsel Mueller's investigation of Russia's interference in the U.S. election is broadening, broadening in scope to examine whether President Trump tried to obstruct justice. From the vantage point of the market, the Mueller headline isn't all that surprising, right? Based on bits of scintillating testimony heard recently before the Senate Intelligence Committee, one had a reasonable basis to think Mr. Mueller would at least go there to determine conclusively whether an obstruction of justice charge was warranted or not, uh, from what Comey did in his testimony. It's important to note that, as the article says, Mr. Mueller is examining the obstruction of justice issue, which is a lot different than saying he is bringing forth a charge of obstruction of justice. 
But it's a pretty big headline that Wall Street has to deal with. The negative disposition of the stock market this morning ultimately strikes me as a reflection of the festering concern that the Fed might tighten too much too soon and choke off the economic recovery efforts. To that end, the Fed raised the target range for the Fed fund rates, maintained its median projection that there will be another rate hike this year, and set forth a plan to start normalizing its balance sheet, which the Fed chairman, Janet Yellen, said could start relatively soon if the economy evolves as anticipated. So one of the things that the Fed did to lower the cost of money was they printed money, and they bought some of our own debt, which is kind of a really weird concept if you, if you pl- choke into that, okay? So, <clears throat> um, so we printed money, bought our own debt, and then when that debt paid you know, principal, we bought more debt. And now we're going to start paying off debt with that principal. Um, so the policy prescription right now is that, you know, in the face of inflation ratings that still remain below the Fed's longer-term rate of 2%, uh, the Fed has created a very interesting divergence with Bank of England, England, which earlier this morning voted 5 to 3 to maintain the bank rate at one half one percent even though inflation in the UK is up almost 2.9% year-over-year. So the Bank of England sees higher inflation. They're not raising rates. The, the U.S. banks... Uh, our chairman of the banks, essentially the queen of banks, Janet Yellen, says, you know, inflation is low, but we're still going to raise interest rates. So you have the most influential central bank rising rates with inflation below target. And on the other hand, you've got a leading central bank reluctant to raise rates with inflation well above target. It's created a messy mix of policy approaches right now that should strike you as laying the groundwork for potentially a messy period of volatility in the months ahead, which should strike you as now I understand why the market's a little nervous this morning. We also got initial claims of the week ending June 10th. Those decreased by 8,000 to 237,000. Continuing claims of the week ending June 3rd increased by 6,000 to 1.9 million. So these are people who have just been laid off. These are good numbers. The Philadelphia Fed index decreased by decreased to a reading of 27.6, uh, with new orders index a little changed. Not a lot going on in that portion of the country. General business conditions index for the Empire State manufacturing shot up hitting its highest level in two years. So the New York City uh, Northwest <clears throat> Northeast Corridor with Boston doing quite well. So what we have here is a little bit of early weakness. Bond prices are going down. Gold prices are going down. Oil prices are going down. Hmm. Typically when the market's going down, at least one of those could be seeing some cash inflow. So the volatility index, the dollar index is up, and so is the volatility index. And again, the stewardship on the market is a little bit on the wonky side right now, in my opinion. So tech stocks are weighing down the market again. Um, That's worthy of note in large part because that was a big story in the beginning of the week and the end of last week. So um, the S&P 500 tech sector dropped 1.2%. Uh, heavyweights like Apple, Microsoft, and Facebook are part of the sell-off. Stocks have been hit. Those stocks have been hitting all-time highs. Valuations are priced basically to perfection. So a pullback isn't that crazy of a concept. We may see the market take a breather in the next few sessions as it is summertime. So it's not necessarily doom and gloom. 
Um, Amazon weighed the most on consumer discretionary index. Defensive plays like utilities and telecom services brought up the rear today. So you got the rising interest rates and forecasting one more hike for 2017. The Fed laid out its outline to start trimming that $4.2 trillion balance sheet, which is pretty crazy. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Google stock is trending a little bit lower after a downgrade, which, again, you don't see all that often. Um, but the stocks that have had the best years, they're probably the easiest ones to take a look at and say, maybe I should be pulling a little bit back off from these levels. Um, home builder confidence slipped despite uh, a strong demand for new homes. Uh, that's, again, worthy of note. So the home builder sentiment dropped decidedly since its surge following the election of President Donald Trump. Builders say they remain optimistic about deregulation on the horizon. Builders, builders were ultimately you know, euphoric when Trump got into his new administration. An increase in both state and federal regulations for land zoning and constructions. Lending have increased costs for builders, so they're struggling with higher prices in labor and materials. Right now, we have about a thousand builders visiting Washington. Um, so you got a lot of going on as far as you know, um, pushing for reform. So that's out there. Uh, other confidence numbers that you know will help the economy down the road. There's nothing really jumping out today. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Amazon's going to disrupt the grocery store uh, world in the next uh, couple of years, so says one analyst. Maybe we'll talk about that as the show rolls on. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. So something big happened yesterday. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates. And you'll see that reflected in what's going on. Um, and when I say that, what I kind of am implying is uh, what's going on in the economy, what's going on with the 10-year Treasury, um, where should we put our money? There's some thoughts there for sure. Um, the markets are lower today, probably digesting a little bit of the Federal Reserve uh, interest rate hike. Uh, they're seeing very moderate inflation. They, they don't have to be in any big rush. 
You're seeing gold lower, oil lower. You're seeing across the board. Silver lower. The 10-year treasury sits at 2.17. That's tied towards the mortgage market eventually. It's tied towards a lot of your loans. Um, It's telling you that there's not a huge expectation for inflation in the next 10 years. Uh, They're also 2,000s lower. So everything's lower except for the VIX, which is showing us a little bit more volatility. I think, again, very worthy of note. So there's an economist out there named Robert Schiller. He is a Nobel Prize winning economist. And he is tied towards a major university that basically says, get out there and talk. Uh, So he's tied towards Yale. And he's kind of a spokesperson for their school of business. Uh, so keep in mind, there, there's some interest there in you know getting on TV and, and telling a story. Uh, Nobel Prize winning economist Robert Schiller, he's not getting spooked by the higher interest rates at this point in time or the fresh stock market records, at least not now. Uh, for those of you who are afraid of stocks, it's just silly because we're at record highs seven out of ten years, and we're there again. I once heard a guy named Kiyosaki talking about, you know, uh, those who invest in the stock market are like lambs, and it's just stupid. It's, he's trying to sell books. He's trying to sell seminars. Um, and his whole story about rich dad, poor dad was kind of made up, uh, which is fair. You know, it's just tell people what it is, what it is. It's not a document on how to get rich. It's a piece of fiction. So Schiller's telling investors to stick with stocks and stay away from bonds as Federal Reserve steps harder on the accelerator. Treasury bonds are not a good investment right now. He emphasized that a big risk could be a decline in the prices of the 10-year Treasury notes. The Yale professor of economics uh, gave his latest read on the markets as Fed Chair Janet Yellen held her post-interest rate decision on news uh, during a news decision yesterday on a conference. The Fed basically decided to raise its short-term interest rate target by a quarter of a point, as expected. It's fourth rate hike since December of 2015. That decision came even though inflation is below the central bank's target rate. But it also gives them the ability to move in the future. So if the Fed fund rate moves up to 3% over the next two years, it would bode very poorly for treasuries. So we may see a decline in the prices of those bonds. 3% is well above the current 10-year treasury yield. So he says, I want to pull out of stocks yet. So when that 10-year treasury, I've been doing this financial radio show for a long time, when that 10-year treasury is under 3.5%, 4%, you buy stocks. Um, and if they get routed in a bear market, you buy more stocks. Because ultimately, that cost of lending is something that's going to support future economic activity. So Schiller believes investors should keep buying stocks here at home and abroad. He acknowledges that a recession could still come at any time. So he's kind of cute the way he talks because... You know, recessions always come as a surprise. An inverted yield curve is supposed to be a sign of a recession. We don't have an inverted yield curve right now. We don't see any signs, but it certainly could happen. So I kind of like him because he talks in a very, I would say, reasonable tone when talking about the markets. Uh, He's not panicky in any way, shape, or form, which I think is super important. Um, Vladimir Putin's in the news today. He's talking about sticking with OPEC's output. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, Putin compared the former FBI director Comey to an NSA leaker, Snowden. He's offered him asylum if he wants it. Which, again, he's just 
loved poking at the United States and uh, it's interesting one thing that Russia does is they'll get into these uh, tiffs and tats with other powers like Syria and uh, in the Crimea region because that's where their military can succeed um, they don't have a very big military and they don't have the ability to like show, have a show of power um, but in order to look strong in front of his people, he'll get into these little small spats where he could look like, you know, Russia still has great influence in the world. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, so again, the big headline is that Special Counsel Mueller might be looking into an obstruction of justice um, scenario. Doesn't mean there is one yet, which would, that would bring about, you know, quickly, everyone would be comparing Trump to Nixon and that kind of uncertainty uh, would rile people. Apple wants the iPhone to become the central bank for health information. It's looking to host clinical information such as labs and allergy lists and not just wellness data. That end, it's talking with hospitals, researching potential acquisitions and attending health IT uh, industry meetings. So, do you trust your phone enough to have all your health and medical information? Every doctor's visit, lab test result, prescription, other health information, all available in a, you know your phone or available in your cloud tied to your phone? I like the idea. Many years ago, I got x-rays of my chest done for some reason. I'm not quite sure. And uh, to make a long story short, I kind of wish I had those because one day... If a spot ever shows up in my lung, they'd be able to say, okay, let's compare it to when he was a younger man and see if that's grown or if it's just a spot or whatever. So I'm completely good with that. CNBC has learned that a secretive team within Apple's growing health unit has been in talks with developers, hospitals, and other industry groups about bringing clinical data such as detailed lab results and allergy lists to the iPhone. Um, Apple's looking at startups in the cloud hosting space about potential acquisitions that might fit into the plan. Apple would be trying to recreate what it did with music which replaces CDs and scattered MP3s, the centralized management system in iTunes and the iPad. In the similarly fragmented and complicated landscape of health data, if Apple is serious about this, it would be a big deal. Um, such a move would represent a deviation strategy for Apple's previous effort in healthcare, which has been tied towards fitness and wellness only. Um, you know, the Apple Watch is soon going to have sensors on it that can, you know, do a lot more than just count your steps. Um, so Apple's trying to track tackle a huge medical problem. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Don't forget, listen to commercials in between because I have a seminar coming up, and that's going to be in Burlingame on July 13th. I would love to see you out at it. Um, it's going to be a lunchtime seminar. Uh, we did one of those earlier this year in Berkeley, and it was a big success, so it filled up pretty fast. You can sign up for the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning uh, Plus Bonus Session Tied Towards Contract Workers in Burlingame July 13th. Use the code RADIO25 at robblackshow.com. That's RADIO25 to get in for free. Hip, hip, hooray, hocus, focus. With some magic you can fly through the air. But when you're the guy pulling focus, there are people Just moved in Life is grand And we 
listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, we talk a lot about you know various uh, stock ideas and businesses and uh, we talk economy. You know, we could talk about anything you really ultimately want to talk about on this show. I kind of pride myself on, like, let's do what we can. Um, I like talking about Amazon because it's a company you understand. I like talking about um, Google, Apple. Amazon's likely to grow their sales marginally faster than Walmart and substantially faster than Costco. So this is some of the uh, research that's coming out today. The research firm says the grocery industry remains one of the largest, most underpenetrated markets for Amazon today. And their initiatives, including Amazon Fresh, a grocery delivery service available exclusively for Prime members, um, is accelerating. So it's kind of funny because when Amazon first came out, I remember very distinctly going, you know, People like going to the bookstore. They like actually holding the book and you know checking it out before buying it. And that kind of changed. And I remember I was like, I'll never buy clothes on Amazon uh, because you know I'm a different fit than you, right? We're both six foot two, but I've got a little, little bit of a, more of a build than you per se. Thicker legs, so uh, playing soccer, I got soccer legs. And, all the ladies in the audience know what I mean when I say I've got soccer legs. Uh, they're legs that were chiseled by uh, Roman sculptors. They're fat, all that, in a bucket of chicken. So Amazon going into the groceries remains clearly an underpenetrated market they could do some damage in. Um, one analyst sees Amazon as an $1,100 stock, representing a nearly 13% upside from today. Amazon uh, is North America Business Day. When you look at it and compare it to other big box retailers um, like Walmart and Costco, you can see that you know there's some similar membership offerings and low prices. Amazon's likely to grow sales marginally faster than Walmart and substantially faster than Costco. Um, for me, like I said, when I started buying, I, I assume my feet don't get bigger. So once I get my foot size kind of down, um, I just keep ordering more shoes online and more socks online. And I got kind of like routine. Like I don't want it, you know, to go from blue jeans to dapper looking red French pants. I'm not a ooh la la kind of guy. Um, so I'll stick with my, you know, diesel jeans and I know my size and <clears throat> jump on Amazon and get it that way. So will I get groceries online? Sure. Um, I already use the heck out of Amazon Prime for pantry, which is, you know, uh, my paper towels, my dish soap, uh, <clears throat> you know, my, my protein bars. So the question is, will I get meat? So 
Uh, traditional grocers are no longer the only ones capable of capitalizing on heightening convenience trends. Um, this is where a company like Amazon can come into play. Amazon's Alexa platform offers a large advertising opportunity as well. Um, so Amazon flex muscles. Uh, looking at their core business, this uh, where it has comparisons to tech companies like Facebook and Alphabet, makes a lot more sense. So stocks had a great run. There's no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form. So we uh, do pay attention to that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Google's betting big on the potential of the European biotech companies to deliver life-changing drugs by invest- investing alongside Swiss company Novartis in a new $300 million fund um, run by the leading life science investment firm Medexi. So that move, Google investing in biotech companies, shows Google casting an increasingly wide net as it pumps cash in global medical research, seeding what it believes will become a core long-term healthcare business. So what is Google? Are they a search engine company or are they a biotech company? Google Artists and Verily. Verily is a unit of Google. Our quarter store investors in the fund with the European investment fund, Medexi. Fairly already has deals with GlaxoSmithKline, Sanofi, Novartis, and Johnson Johnson to Hawaii. You know, novel technology in areas ranging from diabetes management to robotic surgery. So last month, it landed former U.S. Food and Drug Administration head Robert Califf as part of its team. So Google getting into more biotech. <clears throat> How does it make you feel if you're a Google investor? You're like, no, 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 no. Um, I think that's kind of cool. So a little bit more on Fed Chairman Janet Yellen. It seems like I'm talking about her in every segment at this point in time, right? Um, Fed Reserve Chair Janet Yellen had a surprising answer to the question of what she thought of a recent proposal by 22 prominent economists for the central bank to raise its 2% inflation target, given the economy's subdued recent track record. She did knock it down. That's when she had normally had done when asked about the prospect of raising the Fed's inflation target. This time, she seemed downright open to the idea. It's not an obvious, she said, that a modestly higher target rate of inflation would have greatly increased the Federal Reserve's ability to support real activity in special conditions that prevailed in the wake of the financial crisis. So, Janet Yellen in the news, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um... One of the things that is kind of interesting to look at is the Federal Reserve and uh, the Fed rate hike and real estate and how the two play together. Because you would think when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, the 10-year Treasury kind of follows along on some level. Um, the truth is changes to short-term interest rates, like the Federal Funds Rate, the overnight lending rate, tend to have very little influence on mortgage rates. It's because mortgage rates, particularly the very popular 30-year fixed, are benchmarked to the 10-year Treasury bond. Uh, wide-range global and political economic factors can influence the yield on those long-term bonds. Um, so let's say a world leader gets assassinated. A lot of money is going to go running straight to the 10-year treasury. And it's gonna, you know, so much money is going to make it less attractive to own because the, you know, the interest rate will go lower and lower and lower, from 2.4% to 23 to 2.2 to 2.1. And people at some point in time go, oh, that's not good enough return for me, even if it is safe. So the Federal Reserve has to deal with the 10 years, sometimes influenced more by economic events and by political events than not, not necessarily short-term overnight lending rates. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. 
The average person, here's a quick quiz for you. The average person checks their phone how many times a day? It's going to shock you. 150 times. Um, the act of what's called fubbing, which is the act of snubbing our partners for our phones, is on the rise. A study found that we check our, our phones every 46 minutes, and that 46% of people in relationships have been fubbed. Experts recommend a limit on phone time in making certain rooms a phone-free zone. <laughs> You're out to dinner with a friend, and uh, your partner suddenly freezes as the phone buzzes, and you check your pocket, you know, you grab it out to see what's happening. Um, it's becoming more and more common, even in our love life. Um, it's on the rise. Nearly 46 per- 46% of people in a romantic relationship have been fubbed. Um, behavior is more and more consistent. Um, there's studies that say people are checking their phones during sexy time. Um, and I wonder what you think about that. Of the 46% of people who say they've been fubbed, 22% say the behavior has caused a strain in the relationship. The act of checking your phone shows your partner that you've checked out of the conversation, that you aren't fully invested in the way they're talking with you. What do you think about that? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. San Francisco is spending a really large amount of money on trying to rebrand its financial center as a hipster enclave. San Francisco realtors need no help offloading homes in no way, shape, or form. But a local effort is trying to rebrand an area of San Francisco that contains the city's tallest and most expensive buildings in an effort to create buzz around the neighborhoods. A financial hub that includes South Beach and part of the Trans Bay District is now called the East Cut. Um, The Greater Rincon Hill Community Benefit District spent a reported $68,000 generated from taxes on local property owners to come up with a new identity and market it. Um, The area is to San Francisco as the financial district is to New York City. It holds offices for tech giants, including Google, Salesforce, and Fitbit. It's bustling during the weekdays. The neighborhoods empty out after 6 o'clock, and there's nothing there. So they're trying to get people to stick around the area because it will support more economic activity. So I find that story to be interesting. And uh, one of the saddest things I could tell you is the Salesforce Tower. I have loved San Francisco. It's a beautiful city, but it's quickly turning into a Manhattan. Um, Not really, but they're trying. Uh, those things take years, but a lot of the, a lot of the character buildings, like the Transamerica building, you can't even see it anymore from certain parts of the city. And I guess that's okay. You know, more office space goes higher. That's you know, okay. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I got a big event coming up, and you can learn more about it at robblackshow.com. It's in Burlingame. To get in, freeze code Radio Twenty Five. Black now. 800 516 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black. Oh, money invested in more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, real estate, higher interest rates play an effect on real estate for sure. I've talked about how the tenure sometimes is pushed around more by political events and economic events than by the Federal Reserve per se, because the Federal Reserve handles the overnight lending rate to banks. Banks should be a better investment today than they were yesterday because higher interest rates help them make more money. Um, and it's easier for them to make money. Now, when I say they should be a better investment today than yesterday, that's kind of being silly because everyone kind of knew the Federal Reserve was going to raise interest rates. I don't think that came as a major surprise to anyone. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Taking a look at, you know, the overall market today and, you know, the big picture of it. Um, it's the headline out of the Washington Post that, you know, obstruction of justice being kind of thrown around at Donald Trump. And of course he says it's a witch hunt. So special counsel investigating President Trump for possible obstruction of justice. Possible. That's kind of the key word here. Investors digest yesterday's rate hike and accompanying policy statement. Um, so those are the two big stories of the day. Strength is seen in financials, industrials, energy, healthcare, utilities, telco services, and real estate. Weakness seen in technology, consumer tech, uh, discretionary, and materials. Natural gas um, data is out, and it's spiking. And you can own natural gas by owning ticker symbol UNG. Um, so moving a little bit higher on a shortage of natural gas. So, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The jobless claims came in below consensus expectations, and the Philly Fed was above expectations. Uh, Verizon expects to record severance uh, costs in the second quarter and integration related to expenses of approximately $500 million tied towards Yahoo. Um, that's kind of interesting when you look at it. You're like, whoa. But it's already been factored in on so many levels. Alphabet got downgraded today by Canaccord Genuity. They have a target of about a thousand on it. Um, they basically said that they think much of the growth during the past two years is due to ad load increases on mobile search and YouTube, which especially the former will be hard to repeat. Their refreshed detailed segment analysis suggests firmly that the consensus gross margin estimates are too high. And while revenue growth mostly makes up for this, the firm believes this limits the potential for upward earnings per share uh, revisions. And taking a look at its PE of about 24 times, they find it historical uh, at historical highs for Google. Now, if tech sells off, Google will be one of the more defensive names in the group, and they should likely outperform in the short term, making recent call here a little bit on the early side in their own words, which I love hearing. A company saying, you know, we may be wrong, um, but this is what we're throwing down. So you can always find me. Uh, I like doing these seminars, 
And I like to let my radio listeners in for free, so don't forget the code. It will be Radio 25 for that, Radio 25. Lots of moving parts right now uh, um, in the economy. But I want to talk a little bit about Nike, uh, the new consumer direct offensive. Uh, there's rumors that LeBron James might head to L.A. LeBron James is now at a stage in his career where he's not going to win it with Cleveland. And he now needs to start focusing either on winning championships or getting into movies and getting into some other projects for later in life and selling shoes. He's got a lifetime deal with Nike for a billion plus dollars. Um, so getting in front of larger audiences might be the thing that he needs to do. So Nike's in the news today on that. Um, Nike's got a triple-double strategy, which is cute. Uh, they're trying to drive growth by getting, you know, serving consumers in 12 key cities across 10 key countries. Um, New York, London, Shanghai, Beijing, Los Angeles, Tokyo, Paris, Berlin, Mexico City, Barcelona, Seoul, and Milan. So those cities are, and countries are expected to represent over 80% of Nike's growth. So they've got this strategy, and all the key cities and countries are supported by some flight geography structure changing from six to four. Uh, their financial results for the Nike brand will be reported based on these four operating segments beginning in fiscal 2018. So they've got a consumer direct offensive, which is cute to me. The company that makes sports shoes talks about their business in sports terms. So they want to do two times the innovation, two times the speed, and two times the direct connections. To double innovation, Nike's going to accelerate the impact and cadence of new innovation platforms. To double speed, Nike's on the path to cut product crea uh, creation cycle times in half. To double direct connections with consumers and shape the future of the retail, Nike is creating the new Nike direct organization um, led by Heidi O'Neill. And so Nike's in the news today telling us their business plan. And they compete greatly with Skechers. Not really. Um, Adidas, for sure. Adidas has had a very good two years. And then you got Under Armour, who they had the world, and uh, their stock looks like it's breaking out for sure right now after having a tough four or five months. But, uh, you know, Nike has a lot of money to pull off, you know, hurting competition. So there's news on that. Um, Snitch Schneel, they recycle steel. They see earnings per share above expectations. I bring that one up because it's a funny one to say. Schnitcher Schneel. Stitcher, Schnitcher Steel, S-C-H-N, and it shows you, you can invest in Google, you can invest in Facebook, you can invest in Schnitcher Steel, which recycles metal. Um, there's a different type of investment for all the people out there. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. If you want to sign up for the event coming up in Burlingame, use the code RADIO25. I'm Rob Black. for retirement can be complicated. There's lots to consider. But by narrowing your focus to a few key issues, you can maximize your retirement income and give yourself a much better chance of enjoying a comfortable retirement. I'm Rob Black, and on July 13th, I'll be in Burlingame for a special lunchtime event with CFB Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman. We'll be discussing retirement income strategies and estate planning updates that you can use to get the most of your retirement nest egg. We'll cover passive versus active portfolio management, transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, measuring risk, estate planning tips for 2017, and more. 
That's Thursday, July 13th at the Doubletree in Burlingame. The event runs from 11 to 1 and includes lunch. And if you can stick around, we've also got a breakout bonus session where we'll give some retirement tips for the self-employed. Go to robblackshow.com for the details and to register. Costs $25 and we'll waive that fee for KDOW listeners. Just use promo code RADIO25 when you register at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Hope to see you there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.